Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for that. From our Bibles tonight, if you would open them, if you have a device and you read from there, or you want to read from the screen, let's read and look at this passage of Scripture tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I came to you, Paul said, not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I want to talk to you for a little while tonight on this thought, the marks of the last day church. The marks of the last day church. Heavenly Father, we love you and we praise you, Lord, today. I pray, God, that you would help us in delivering your word. God, I'm asking, Lord, that we would get connected with whatever you're doing in these last days. Lord, whatever heaven wants to do, Lord, don't do it without us. May we be a part of that. Whatever that looks like, God, I want to be involved in it. I want to be a part of it today. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. amen. The mark, the marks of the last day's church. God bless you. You can be seated. By the signs of the times and by the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, I stand very confident in saying these are the last days. I believe that we are the generation that would see the coming of the Lord. I've heard that I know since I was a child, but I hadn't seen what I see now and what is happening in our world today. But I believe in the last days, God is going to have a last days church, a last days church that reflects his culture, his concepts, not what the world sees as church growth concepts, but rather what Jesus says. 
I realize that the last church in the book of Revelation to the seven churches Jesus wrote, and the last church it is known as Laodicea, that is the lukewarm church. I realize that the Bible teaches us in the last days apostasy will be prevalent and people will be falling away from truth. But I also know that in the parable of the, of the, of the virgin, that somewhere there was oil available. In the last days, there will be those that, that won't go seeking oil and those that will be seeking the oil of God's presence. Amen. But in the last days, there will be oil. In the last days, he said, I would pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And I love what Pastor Ball said at the missions conference when he said, the devil wants us to be focusing on what is happening in our world and all the negativity and all that is going on that is evil in our world. But God wants us to focus on last day revival, last day move of God. Hallelujah. I believe that the last day church is not going to be a cold, dead, lukewarm church, but one that is full of power and anointing. I believe the last day's church is not going to be addicted to the wisdom of men and the methods of men and the teaching of men and the traditions of men, but rather the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe the last day church is not going to get further from God, but closer to God. I believe the last day's church is not going to forsake living holy and righteous, but rather embrace it. For I believe that we are called to both holiness and to mission. We are called to live holy and to evangelize. Amen. The last day's church is going to mirror the early church. I believe. I believe that the last day church will reach into the world like the early church did. I believe that the last day church is going to turn their world upside down like the early church did. I believe that the manifestation of the miraculous and the power of God is going to be just as mighty in the last days than it was a man in the birth. If God's church was born in a flame of fire, it's not going to go out in a whimper. It's not going to go out with us defeated and with us feeling like that we've lost and that we just can't, but it's going to go out in power and authority and the manifestation of God. The early church gives for us the bar. It sets for us what happened in the early church should be happening in the last day's church. In Acts chapter 1, 120 were filled with the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2, they were filled. And later on in that same chapter, 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. We find in Acts 2 and 47, folks were added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Amen. In Acts 4 and 4, 5,000 men plus women and children were converted. In Acts 5 and 14, multitudes were saved. In Acts 6 and 1, uh, additional changes uh, were made to, from this addition. 
addition to multiplication. In Acts 6 and 7, religious leaders were converted. In Acts 8 and 12, Samaritans were saved. In Acts 8 and 38, an Ethiopian was saved. In Acts 9 and 36, an entire town committed to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Why not? We say the mark of the last day church should mirror the mark of the first church. Should mirror the mark of the early church. Hallelujah. What, what would it be if revival fire breaks out in Medora? Amen. What if the revelation of God's power begins to hit every church in our community? Begins to hit people by the grace of God? Amen. What would it be if an entire town like Medora would be committed to Christ and filled with His Spirit. In Acts 11 and 21, a great number of Gentiles became Christians. In Acts 13 and 12, the Roman proconsul believed. Amen. In Acts 14 and 1, a large number of Jews and Greeks accepted the apostolic faith. In Acts 16 and 5, church increased daily by number. In Acts 16 and 33, the keeper of a jailhouse and his family was saved. In Acts 17 and 12, prominent men, women began to follow. Jesus. In Acts 18 and 8, the ruler of the synagogue and his household became believers. This is just a portion of those that were transformed by the power of God. The early church did what we must do. Amen. In Acts 1 and verse 1, it says, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Luke wrote his letter, his gospel to Theophilus, and he said, oh wait, there's something else that needs to be written. Oh Theophilus, let me just tell you what Jesus started in my gospel. He continues in this record of the church, in the history of the church. I will say this, that one thing you must know is that Acts 28 is not the last chapter of the book of Acts. God has been writing the book of Acts, the historical record of the church from the beginning of the upper room throughout the eons of time and now in the last days there is going to be a final chapter that is written there's going to be a chapter that has you and it has me in it it has churches around this world in it by God's grace I want to be a part of the last day church what he began do and to teach I want to continue in Acts 1 and 8 Jesus declared and prophesied to them that ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth do you know what a crazy feeling this had to happen in, in, in those Hebrews and those Jews. Amen. He is saying to them, listen, you're going to go places that you would not ever gone before. You're going to reach people that you are, 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 are have a prejudice against or your, your nationality has prejudice against. You're going to go places and you're going to turn the world upside down by my power. Amen. Many have looked at this verse as the fifth appearance of the Great Commission in Acts uh, 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 1 and 8 because it reflects 
what God said to us in Matthew 28, 19 about making disciples of all nations. What he said in Mark 16 and 15 to preach the gospel to every creature. What he said in Luke 24 and 47 that repentance and remission of sins would be preached among all nations. What Jesus said in John 20 and 21, as my, my, my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And then he says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You should so read power. Here's where we are in the church world today. Many in the church world, the different denominations, wherever they may come from, amen, if you go to their beginning of their denomination, you will find that there was a revival that broke out somewhere. Amen. Study those in their culture like those, like, like looking at John Wesley and how revival followed him. Look at the revivals that happened in the camp meetings in Kentucky. Look at the revival that happened in Topeka, Kansas. Look at the revival that has broke out all across our land from Azusa Street back years ago. Go back to the Great Awakening. Go back to the revival in Scotland and Welch and England. And you will find, dear brothers and sisters, that our God begins it with demonstration of the Spirit. Amen. Not in wisdom of men. Because wisdom of men says that looks silly. It looks silly for Seymour, the black brother that crawled under an apple crate and prayed until the power of God began to fall in Azusa Street. That looks silly. That doesn't make sense to me. But I want to tell you, the last day church came in in power and it's going out in power. It's going to have a move. Amen. Like it did in the beginning. There's power to break barriers. The phrase in Jerusalem again and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth shocked those disciples. Because barriers had to be broken down for that to happen. You know what the Holy Ghost does? Breaks barriers. Breaks barriers. Amen. Zechariah 4 and 6 says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, I cannot be educated enough to save one soul. I don't have enough power in my, my ability to save one soul. But there is one. Amen. I don't have the eloquent words enough to, to call somebody to do any change in their life. But I do know there is a demonstration of the word that comes with power. On the day of Pentecost, there was a great move. Miracles happened. When you study the book of Acts, you will find miracle after miracle. The lame man at the, at the temple gate rose up and walked, rejoicing and leaping and praising God. Amen. The believers were added to the church by, by seeing the miracle of Peter as, as he passed by sick people and his shadow healed them. Amen. Miracles happened in the ministry of Philip, a deacon if you please. And revival broke out in Samaria. Many in Joppa believed because Peter raised Dorcas from the dead. The proconsul believed Paul because he had power to confront a sorcerer by the name of Elimus. Amen. The gospel spread through Ephesus when demons were cast out. I want to say to you today, we are facing a demonic world and a demonic attack. 
attack like never before. We preached about it this morning. But I will tell you the answer is that the church must go forward not in man's wisdom but in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. The last day church will be like the first day church. Connected to miraculous. Connected to signs and wonders. Amen. Its main focus though will not be miracles. God does not perform miracles just so we can feel good or we can get better. But God uses miracles and demonstration to lead to the greatest miracle of all. And that is when you have been saved by the power of God. Amen. And you have been born again of water and a spirit. That's the greatest miracle that has ever happened. Well, God's never done a miracle in me. Yeah, he did. When I was buried in his lovely name, he did a miracle in me. Yeah, when he filled me with his spirit, he did a miracle in my life. Oh, praise be to God. Someone may be healed, but I want to tell you, you can be saved today by the power of the Spirit. That's the greatest miracle. To understand the mark of the last day's church and the demonstration that will be necessary in these last days, we have to follow the mark of the first day's church. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking in bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I want to tell you the first mark we see of the early church is got to be a mark of the last day's church. And that's consistency. Consistency. The world is looking for people that will be steadfast in faith, devoted to God, constant towards God, steadfast and attentive to His Word, unrelenting in pursuing God, continuing, amen, daily in a, in a relationship with God, persevering and not feigning. You know what this world needs to see? The world needs to see people that in spite of their troubles, in spite of their woes, in spite of problems, will stand up with a smile on their face and say he brought me out he brought me through he brought me over hallelujah it's about being faithful and consistent continuing it continues it's 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 a mark of the early church in acts 1 and 14 it talks about the disciples continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman with the women rather and mary the mother of jesus and his brethren Continuing. Somebody say continue. It's a mark of a, of, a, of a last day church. I want to give you another mark of the last day's church. And that is truth. The, the, the absolute pursuit of truth. And loving truth. And embracing truth. Not your truth. Not my truth. The truth. Amen. I, I want to tell you one, one, one thing that, that, that just kind of gets my goat. When somebody says, well, I have my truth. No, you have your opinion. I have my opinion. 
But there's only one truth. It's found in the Word of God. It's got to be settled right here. Not what anybody else says. Not what anybody uh, uh, that could be a, a very smart in the wisdom of this world. Paul said, I didn't come with that. But I came with power. And if anybody could brag about knowledge, Paul could have. He was a scholar of scholar. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel. He was a brilliant man. But he said, that's not the mark of why I came. I came to demonstrate the power power of the spirit it's a mark of truth mark of truth Romans chapter 6 and verse 17 says but God be thank be thank that ye were the servants of sin but ye have obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine which was delivered you being made free from sin you became the servants of righteousness Thanks be to God that you obeyed from the heart. What? The truth. The truth. If it's in the word, I need to obey it. In Titus chapter 1 and verse 9, holding fast the word, the faithful word as he hath taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the, ga the, the gainsayers. I believe that the mark of the last day church is they're going to love truth and they're going to pursue truth. Going to pursue truth. Now, we are, this year, going to celebrate 108 years here in Medora. Can you thank the Lord for a church celebrating 108 years? But we can make our own traditions and follow our own traditions. Amen. But I want to say thank God for where our elders brought us and everything that they brought us and all that they've taught us. But I'm going to pursue truth over tradition. I'm going to pursue truth. Now, if tradition lines up with truth, so be it. Amen. Paul said, don't, don't forget about those, those good traditions. I, I, I want to follow that. But tradition cannot be my guide. I want the Word to be my guide. I want to tell you, we have not arrived. We are, I, I, I realize that some people say you're full gospel. No, I'm still pursuing all the gospel. There's still more about God I don't know. But I'm going to pursue Him. Truth. It's the mark of the last day church. The pursuit of truth. Number three, the mark of fellowship and connection with each other. Fellowship means communion, joint participation, sharing together, participating together. It, 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 it's the right hand that is used as a sign of the pledge of fellowship. We shake hands with the right hand, pledging togetherness. Amen. It is a gift of being collected being a part of a group. Amen. Those who grow in God will grow in fellowship. Notice what the scripture says. And all that believe were together. All that believe were together. Somebody say big picture. It's not about me. It's not about my agenda. It's not about my pet project. It's about the kingdom. For it says we had all things common. Amen. We had all things mutual. That's the way the early church had it. That's the way the last day church is going to have it. Is that we are walking in concert together. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Jude wrote, or in the book of Jude, we find that, that there is a common salvation. 
common salvation. Amen. That's a mark of the last day church. The fourth mark I want to show you is the mark of communion with Christ. They went from house to house breaking bread. That wasn't just that they were eating, though we'll do that. I got one amen and a few head bobs. But breaking bread here speaks about the, the table of communion. The last day's church will not only seek to cherish fellowship, but they will seek communion with Jesus Christ. Amen. They will seek communion with the Lord. Yes, we will do the sacrament of communion, but we will also have a connection with our head. I want to be connected with the body, but I also want to be connected with the head. I want to have that as a last day church. Let us go out of here as the early church was born. Let us go out in this generation with the mark of a communion with Christ. The fifth mark of the last day's church is a mark of prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer. Amen. This is to be a house of prayer, not a house. Even he didn't say it was a house of preaching. He said it was to be a house of prayer. He didn't call his house a house of singing, but a house of prayer. Let's just look at what the early church did. Acts 4 and 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they had shaken, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. The place was shaken when they began to pray. Amen. Now lay me down to sleep is not going to get the job done. Little patty prayer is not going to get the job done in the last days. We've got to get together and pray and let the Lord do the demonstration. Amen. That we need. Acts 6 and verse 6. Amen. Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they lay hands on them, and the word of God increased, and the and the number of disciples multitude. Uh, they were multiplied. Hallelujah. Why? Because somebody said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray in Acts 13 and 2. As they ministered and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Cilicia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. What is going to happen in the last day, church? There's going to be those that are going out and doing the work of God. Going out because there's a praying church a praying church another mark of the last day church is power power somebody say power the church that is consistent in truth fellowship prayer Calvary communion will see the miraculous they have what it takes to see the miraculous the Bible teaches us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where there is genuine desire for apostolic ministry. Amen. That is ministries that are walking in authority and power of God. You will find them speaking the word. And there be demonstration that lives will be changed. That the miraculous will happen. Some years ago my dad was preaching a revival in West Virginia. And a man came in. It was noticeably drunk. He was so drunk and he stunk to the high heavens. And he came to the altar during that service. He came to the altar and knelt down and prayed. And nobody wanted to go pray with him. 
he reeked. And my dad slipped over and began to pray with him. And he felt the Lord saying, I died for him. I died for him. I died for him. And so he began to pray for that man and work with him for a good while. Amen. And God blessed that man and touched that man. And my dad didn't see him for years later. But he went back to that same area some, some time later. And a man walked in to a service with a nice suit and tie on. And he walked up to my dad. He said, do you know who I am? He said, no, I do not. Amen. He said, I'm that drunk you prayed for. And something got in my heart. And God saved me. Filled me with his spirit. Amen. I'm a new man. I want to tell you today that that is still possible in this hour because I see some of you I know where you come from I know there's some drug addicts that used to be drug addicts in this place I know there was some addicted to alcohol in this house I know there was some that were addicted to nicotine you can say what you want but that is the power of God to set you free hallelujah miracles are still for us today. That's the seventh mark of a last day's church. It says that many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. If you're a believer, you're a candidate for miracles coming along behind you. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The last day's church is going to be a worshiping group of people. It's going to be a group of people that is all in. Praising God. Shouting to God. And giving glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today a lot of this junk that you see on YouTube or you may listen to that's called worship uh, is nothing more than a concert. I'm talking about worship. I'm talking about getting into the presence of God. I'm talking about what we did around here with hands being raised. Hallelujah. And it's not about the glory of a praise team, though they did a great job. It's not the glory of the musicians, though they did a great job. It's not about the choir. It's about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who's still the miracle worker, who is still the life changer. Paul said, I didn't come to you with man's wisdom. I can't. I don't have enough smarts to figure out this last day's mess. But I do know a God that can change my life in this last day's mess. Stand with me, please. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I look around tonight and I'm so blessed by our new converts. Our new disciples that God is using. Hallelujah. Sister Amanda, still be the first one up here. Amen. Oh, don't, don't you ever stop that. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Haley, keep on pursuing God with a passion. Keep on being. Oh, Jerrica, come on. Don't, don't ever, ever give up. You just keep on going. Hallelujah. How about it today? How about it today? The devil said, Brandon, you never last. The devil said, you, never, you shouldn't be a part of this. But here you are, son. You're still here. I know you've gone to college, and that should have destroyed you, but you're still here. There are some of us, our marriages should have fallen apart, but it's still together. There are some of us that our lives should have ended, but we're still praising God. Now, 
Now you can say that's coincidence. You can say that's happenstance. But I say it's last day's church. It's last day's church. It's last day's church. Hallelujah. It's not just for the preacher. The power of God's not just for the preacher. The power of God is for every child of God. Whosoever will. Peter said it like this. This promise is unto you. What promise he's talking about? The same promise of the Father that Jesus spoke about. The same promise he said, go and tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Peter said, this promise is unto you. It is to your children. Amen. And to those that are afar off. Hallelujah. And then he added this other amendment. He said, to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Lord, I need to have your power in the last days. I want to be an overcomer to him that overcometh. I want to be an overcomer by the power of God's Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.